With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the Friendo Care Package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And on today's Going In Raw news brief, is WWE deleting Bret Hart? Is AEW bringing back fans? Is Vince taking Raw away from Bruce Prichard? Larson, what's in the news? What's in the news? So following the introduction of Raw Underground to Monday Night a couple weeks back and the return of Shane McMahon to our TV screens, Alex McCarthy is now reporting that, quote, one source in WWE has told me Shane is being considered to take Raw off Bruce Prichard's hands, leaving him to concentrate on SmackDown. Uh, he continues, other sources that have posed this information couldn't give concrete confirmation, though judging by work behind the scenes, they can believe it. Another layer to the story is Pritchard making no secret about the fact that he'd like to lighten up his workload, and he's been struggling with the long hours. Shane has worked far better with Vince during his second spell with the company. Uh, McCarthy also notes that uh, Raw Underground was more or less kind of Shane's creation, something that he's been working on for years and uh, adds that Shane helped put together this year's Rumble, hmm. and that he has been sitting next to Vince at Gorilla Position, uh, apparently offering up ideas and uh, helping to produce some WWE programming. So it seems like uh, he's taken more active role in the creative side of things. Uh, Raw Underground, while not perfect, has been a unique uh, addition mm-hmm. to Raw. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, heck, if Shane's got some out-of-the-box ideas that can help freshen up the product, why not? I agree 100%. The one thing, hey, dude, the one thing I'll say about Raw Underground, it actually leaves me wanting more Raw Underground. Like when I see it, I'm like, I didn't get enough. Maybe give me a yeah. little bit more. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I totally agree, man. Look, regard, like Shane is uh, probably what, like uh, early 50s, late, super late 40s, something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. probably. Um, you know, it, it always helps to have, I know that's not necessarily young but it's a lot younger than than uh the than uh vincent bruce i mean it's probably around vince's yeah it's around vince's age back when the attitude era was on fire so i mean and then wwe's doing pretty well back then so you know if shane's Shane's 50 if okay there you go if he's actually listening to vince or i'm sorry vince is actually listening to some new ideas and maybe putting some faith in somebody who might be a little bit more in touch with you Mm -hmm. know stuff uh, then I'm all for it, man. I'm. I'll be honest, man. I'd be, I'd be kind of happy if any number of people would would take the reins from from Vince McMahon, just because you know he's really old and Bruce Pritchard yeah. is like super overworked. Like that's yeah. just way too much stuff for. He doesn't have time to do his podcast anymore. Is that like is that is that on a less frequent schedule now? No, I think it's still on a frequent schedule. But you'll see tweets, uh, you know, saying uh, Bruce run late. Mm-hmm. Uh, this happened that happened you know he'll do an episode where he's obviously like exhausted 
Um, oh, he's great. Yeah, he's a lot more. He's a lot grumpier these days. That's obvious. So, That's way obvious. Yeah, it so is. It seems to be pretty. This 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 gig. Doing Raw and SmackDown is putting a huge strain on his podcast endeavors. And that's like my favorite Bruce Pritchard thing. Exactly. Podcast. It's kind of shocking that he kept on doing that after he even got know, hired back really by surprised. the WWE. I'm not surprised, like, contractually they let him do it. Yeah, I know. I know. I agree. Um, so that's kind of interesting stuff. Also of interest, uh, AEW might be bringing back some fans uh, trying to uh, become a new super spreader, super spreader event, Larson. Uh, after slowly allowing more and more people into Daly's place. Today, AEW announced that they'll be offering a limited number of tickets for purchase for next week's Dynamite on August 27th. AEW's press release about the on-sale states that the company, quote, will host limited ticketed crowds of 10 to 15% capacity for its live shows in compliance with state and local regulations and CDC guidelines. A number of physically distanced seating pods will be available for sale in groups of two, three, four, and six around the outdoor venue. Uh, the press release also detailed AEW's health and safety protocols. Guests will be required to wear face coverings that cover the nose and the mouth. If anybody's going to AEW Dynamite, friendomerch.com, support the friendos with the Friendo Club face mask. Look at this guy. He can breathe just fine. Woo, Dynamite! Go, Hangman Page! Anyways, uh, guests will also be asked not to attend the day of the show if they actually have COVID-19, symptoms of COVID-19, or if they've had close contact exposure, coughing in the mouths of people who they know have COVID-19 or even symptoms. In addition, all guests will have their temperature scanned prior to entry. An increased number of hand sanitizing stations will be available, and floor markings will also be used to assist with physical distancing. Industrial fans were also added this past year to further improve uh, air circulation at the open-air venue. Uh, just the, those fans just, just taking COVID from one person to the next. <laughs> yeah, if you're downwind from a fan, you're pretty I don't, much Yeah, I don't good. know how that works, man. I don't know if that works. Maybe it's like the giant ceiling fans they have in uh, 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 the Performance Center. Could be, yeah. Those would circulate the air. Yeah, in a good way or bad I don't know. I don't know how air works. I'll be honest with you. I breathe it. I'm I think it's better it. to have air moving than have air still. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, I think so. That's why if you're outside, it's better than if you're just in like a, a room. Well, I just figure but if you're way, outside, a, it just dissipates into the, the sky. Yeah, yeah. Well, a it's a confined space. If you're inside, you know, it's a larger confined space. The confined space, whereas outdoor, it can go mm. up and around. Yeah, There's breeze guaranteed move the air. I'm, I'm talking out my. That's okay. My, anyways, um, you know me, I'm a play it safe type guy. Uh, personally, even with these measures in place, I wouldn't feel comfortable going. Um. 10 to 15 percent capacity Five thousand. that's 500 people yeah that's a relatively small crowd they had the seating chart they posted the seating chart up on twitter uh it seems like most of the seats are in the top two sections so it's going to be uh quite removed from the ring area to protect the talent and i mean i guess they probably feel pretty good aew does considering they haven't had any positive tests that they're aware of um Seems like the protocols they have implemented backstage have worked. Seems like the protocols they have implemented for allowing, uh, you know, however many people have been at shows of the last over the last few weeks, maybe 50, 60. I don't know. It's hard to tell because the venue is rather large and they're relatively spread out. Yeesh, man, in the last seven days, according to the CDC's website, Florida 
has had 32,851 cases. And that's cases. the other thing is, is despite the fact that AEW might be doing all that they think they can to prevent the spread, uh, Florida is getting hit really bad right now. Mm. And once you bring people outside of your circle in who might not be taking this as seriously as you are, mm. you run the risk of potentially exposing people to this virus. Um, like Man, I, said, I didn't, I didn't. I'd, I'd be uncomfortable with it. You know, if if they're if they're really uh, draconian in, in in enforcing their protocols in terms of mask wearing, making sure people are uh, appropriately socially distanced from each other, it's going to help. But the more people they put in that building, the the greater the chance somebody gets sick. The uh, the cases per one hundred thousand people in Florida is second uh, only to New York, and that's only by the dozens. It's like both they're both at twenty seven hundred plus. Uh, yeah, it's that, that's obviously we've known this for a while. Florida's the hotbed of COVID, and of course yeah. here in uh, lovely California as well. But it's more down south. Um, so uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, you know, uh, AEW's they've had praise for how they've dealt with empty arena era. Um, if this isn't if this is not a, I my thing is this: I just don't really see how adding five hundred people in pods will really add necessarily to the overall production. And I mean, if that's what you want, I mean, do you really, financially, do they really need the extra 500 people in attendance yeah, to stay I as think a business? No, I doubt that. I mean, they're, they're 30 bucks a ticket, I think they said on Twitter. So what, that's... 15,000? Yeah. Yeah, that's not a ton of money. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I it's probably isn't. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if it's worth asking this question, but uh, is this in any way a reactionary move to Thunderdome? I would be shocked if it was. I would actually be shocked if it was because number one, their their product is not up against Thunderdome, like directly. No, it's directly. not. But Thunderdome, you know, maybe, maybe the uh, it's not so much a head to head competition. But the the idea of, of of doing what you can to make your product as appealing to the television viewer as possible. Tony Khan doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who would. Well, I guess the question there would be: Would they have done this if Thunderdome wasn't a thing? I kind of feel like they still would. Well, have. I, I feel like they would have at some juncture. Yeah. Um, and maybe this was in the works all along and it's a coincidental thing. I'm not saying this is a reactionary move. I'm just broaching the subject to, to get conversation started. Yeah, sure. Um, no, I, I give I actually do give when it comes to their business moves, I give the benefit of the doubt to Tony Khan in that he doesn't do that kind of thing. They Although, seem to operate more it's or less not an invalid point. in a bubble. Yeah, yeah. They seem to operate in a bubble. They just handle their business and not concern themselves seemingly so much with what WWE is doing, but given the timing of it all. I mean, know, they'll, they'll um, take some superficial shots at WWE, but they seem to have a pretty solid business plan, a pretty solid business plan that doesn't like you yeah, look WWE, they're top of the mountain. And so, yeah, they're going to, and this is not a criticism at all. This is, I mean, you could say that uh, their uh, two night great American bash was a smart business idea because it was, like counter programming is a smart business idea. This is not a knock on WWE saying that somebody is counter programming is not a knock on them. Um, it's just AEW just seems to do their thing. They're the ones who's trying to get to the top, and mm-hmm. WWE is trying to keep them from getting there. So obviously AEW is going to be doing what they can do to get there. Um, I feel like this is pro- I don't know. I I saw, I saw a, uh, a a picture. I want to say it was in the UK, but I could be completely wrong about that. 
of an outdoor concert where they had the same thing like pods for yep. like up to four, maybe six people. Yep. And I was like, okay, I don't know if I would do that, but at the same time, I wouldn't necessarily feel all that in danger as long as when I'm coming and going, I'm like making sure that I'm like being covered. It's, it's, it's the thing is, are they enforcing their own health and safety protocols? And that's the primary thing. If they're putting this out there and people come to the door, you know, they get their ticket scan, they get the temperature check, they got their mask on there, they go up to their seat, maybe in the, they're in the nosebleed. They're like, all right, we're up here. Take yeah. the mask off. Yeah. Is, are there going to be security uh, personnel uh, walking through the venue, making sure people keep their masks on? You would, you would I mean, for that few would people, so. I would think so. I would think so. You would hope so. Yeah. You would hope so. But it looked like, the, the based on the, the seating chart, it looked like these seats were sp- quite spread out. Oh, really? That's Obviously, cool. as it would have to be to, yeah. you, know, you know, follow... Uh, social distancing regulation. They look pretty spread out up, up amongst the, the top two tiers of the venue. So well, there's lots of room there. So, I mean, for if yeah. you only had 10, 10% capacity. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I personally like, I'll, look, I'll, I'll see it. I'll, I'll make my judgment call in terms of whether I, as a fan of AEW, uh, uh, think that it adds more to it. But if, if, if all this is going to really do is add a little bit of crowd noise and then sometimes they'll like show the crowd, like in pods to me that just sound that comes off as more like a gimmick as opposed to adding to the atmosphere of the show but then again i don't really know what it looks like right now so i'll mm-hmm. i'll wait to i'll reserve judgment yeah till yeah I see yeah, it. yeah. Uh, yeah for me it's all about enforcement if, if they're if, if aew is taking the health and safety protocol seriously mm-hmm. and enforcing them yeah around the entire venue then they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna help themselves in the public relations aspect of all that yep again that wouldn't be enough for me to go um, but, uh, you know, I guess everybody has to make their own call on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, uh, speed about speaking of making a call. WB has Ooh. apparently made the call to pull some documentaries off their network. All Ooh. of them apparently with Bret Hart. Oh, conspiracy. There's a conspiracy. No, what's <laughs> going why? on? What's going on? So PW insiders reporting, uh, these documentaries are getting pulled and they're suggesting it may have to do with Bret's ownership of his matches. Oh, wow. From a stampede wrestling days. That's what they would say. Quote. While WWE has ownership of the Stampede Wrestling Library, Bret Hart owns the rights to his matches from that same library, which he purchased from his parents before their passing. This issue has led to the WWE Network pulling complete episodes of Stampede Wrestling TV in 2015, shortly after they were uploaded to the network. Since that time, WWE has only utilized matches from Stampede that do not feature Bret Hart appearing, and the two sides have never come to agreement on the usage of Hart's matches from that time uh, period oh. there's no word what led to the documentary documentaries pulled but if these documentaries featured bret hart content from stampede which in the case of some of them was certainly the case conspiracy they may have been yanked by wb streaming service they're trying to reason. screw me <laughs> again another case of brett screwing brett maybe um if those titles returned with some slight re-editing that would certainly prove the stampede footage theory oh editing so, editing for more bret hart put more of me in it <laughs> Less of less of Sean. No Sean. John. There's there's enough Sean on TV these there's, days. He's Sean's on, on TV too much. I saw him in the main event on Raw. What is this, nineteen ninety five? Get out of here with that. That's garbage. Vince is garbage. I'm fucked. Anyways. 
Uh, yeah, so conspiracy. Are ne- next Larson, are we going to see, uh, you know, Shawn Michaels in singles action in an Iron Man match at the main event of WrestleMania? WrestleMania 12. <laughs> <laughs> well, happened to Stampede Wrestling, then, yes. But not, when I first uh, saw this. Stuff. When I first saw this headline, I was like, oh, what did Brett do? They're pulled, they're removing him from the network. But yeah, apparently it's just a, a footage rights stuff. thing. It's boring legal yeah. stuff. It's boring legal stuff. Although, I mean, yeah, maybe there's an impasse of some sort between, you know, them wanting to use the Stampede Wrestling footage and, and oh, I want more money for it. I see all the, yeah, I see, I see the network. You've got I see a the value in Bret Hart Stampede Wrestling. I see the value in Stampede. <laughs> Great value. Oh, I'm I best value. $200,000 annually. <laughs> All this COVID stuff has really taken a, a, a hard hit on my convention appearances. Need more money. <laughs> Anyways, microtransactions. Um, so, yeah. Uh, he, oh. he wants a separate stampede uh, tier on the WWE Network. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. $25 a month straight to my For coffers. All the exclusive Bret Hart stampede content. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'm fucked. Um, Okay. Anyways, that's it. Uh, we're gonna be back. Uh, we have our predictions tomorrow, and yes. uh, and then tomorrow night we also have uh, Smackdown. Smackdown. First of like four nights of uh, live streaming uh, stuff. So that should be fun. Well, then you see too that uh, the the September second episode of NXT is gonna be on the first now because of, of playoff hockey. Is that a Tuesday? Yeah. Oh, I'm fucked. That's the following week, though. Oh no, that's too much. So. Well, that's fine. That means that we're going to have a better Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we need a break. Well, it's not old. next week. It's a week after next. Stop making so much content, eh? Just you go know, back and watch old Stampede. There you go. Maybe Bret Hart's going to start his own streaming service with Bret, he, Bret Hart Stampede Wrestling. Bret Hart Stampede Wrestling. And it's like, you know, every night he'll live stream too. Hey, how's it going? Time for an AMA. Ask me anything. Anything except for Sh- Sean questions. Except for that time I tore a chunk of his hair. Anyways, we got to go. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the Friendo Care Package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson.